Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Hello everybody, welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen, I have Justin Winters with me, and happy Valentine's Day, you guys! Yay! Justin, you don't want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day with me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Justin. Yes, um, have some. Justin and I still don't have internet in our uh, new humble abode. And by the way, if you hear uh, the, the echoiness of it all, that's because the place is much bigger than our old one. So I apologize for the echo and uh, apologize for the lack of internet. <laughs> I know. Is the internet even there anymore? It exists in some it's capacity. Pro- it's probably totally changed. We won't even recognize it. Well, well, you still get internet on your phone. I know that on your iPhone right now you were looking up um, the Internet Movie Database because we were discussing the actors in our movies of the week. Say anything and high fidelity. Justin, what do these movies have in common? Uh, they both star John Cusack. Yes. And what else do they have in common? They both are the movies we watched this week. And something else. And something else. <laughs> they both have, in a minor part, uh, Joan Cusack. Oh. Older sister of John. I just automatically assume that if someone's playing John Cusack's sister in a movie, it's going to be Joan. But in the second movie, uh, High Fidelity, she wasn't his sister. She was just his friend. Correct. I don't think that was uh, implied or revealed that Joan was his sister. I thought he was his sister. I thought that Liz was just a friend. No, sister. Really? Yeah. Faux show? I'm pretty sure. Oh, are you going to look it up on your phone? If you want me to. You don't really have to. I mean, yeah, they've played siblings more than a couple times, so. Has anybody ever cast them as lovers? <laughs> I hope not. I don't. I don't know if I want to watch that movie. Well, so I was just thinking, if they've been cast together in all these movies before, and your lovers now. <laughs> gross. How gross would it be if the Cusacks were pitted against, not against, but like against what the each world? other? Pitted against each other? No, not against each other. Like in a steel cage match or something? Against each no. other. Let's not let's not have that happen. Ew. It's gross. That would be Josie Grossy. I agree with you. Uh, off the bat, Justin, mm-hmm. which do you think is the better movie? Say anything or high fidelity? Um I personally I like say anything, but that's just me. And I think I prefer high fidelity. There you go. Oh, all right, we're gonna have to make a case. But I have, but I have, I have, you know, a longer history with say anything. Like I've, I've seen it more times than High Fidelity. Um, I don't know. I've, do you, I've, 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 it's had time to soak in. You know. Do you feel like you have any sort of emotional attachment to say anything? Did it somehow? Yes, mirror? me and say anything should be pitted against each other, like Joan and John Cusack against each other. Against each other. No. I'm saying, uh, did Say Anything have some sort of impact 
on your adolescence or on your life? Um, Oh, I have a soft spot for that movie. Yeah, I mean, it came out, I think it was 89, so I was like nine years old, but um, I don't know, it just rang true. Even when I was like a little kid, I was like, okay, these people seem like people that I know, you know, as opposed to people on the screen that are just spouting off words. And just the character of Lloyd Dobler is is one of those that just resonated throughout my life. What like, a name, by the way. Lloyd Dobler. What, how did you say it? Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> you don't have to say it like that. I don't. I don't? <laughs> Lloyd Dobler. I didn't say it like I was special needs. Come on. No, Lloyd Dobler is a famous character in cinema, man. Evidently. He's, you know. He's the guy with the boombox above his head. That's sad that, 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 that this movie has become, you know, boiled, boiled down to that scene pretty much because it's it's a lot better than just the guy holding a boombox over his head. That song came on the radio today while I was driving on my two-hour schlep from West Hollywood to the 405 to Sherman Oaks, which, by the way, those of you who do not live in L.A. should not take two hours. But, anger aside, uh, that one song, now I can't remember. I'm thinking of just a small town girl, but that's not the right song. What was the song? Come on. Well, you just referenced it. Was... No? <laughs> <That's not> it. <laughs> what was it? Are you, you're singing Phil Collins in the air tonight. <laughs> no, it really was the right one. It was the one from the movie because I even thought, oh, it's, boombox. It's called In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. In your eyes. Dun, 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 dun. Your eyes. Bum, 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 bum. Your eyes. I, I assume the only reason you knew of saying anything was because of that song and that scene. No, actually, I had never even seen the scene. I knew that that's what happens at some point, that he stands outside her window with a boombox above his head, but I had no idea why. I had no idea how long it lasted, and I had no idea what the song was. There you go. Did you just assume he was angry at her and that's why he was no. blurring this Peter Gabriel's song? Well, I didn't know what song it would be um, until I just saw it with you. Uh, I assumed, however, that it was some sort of ploy to win her affection. It's been referenced in several different movies, TV right. shows. Right, and usually it's a guy trying to win the affection of a girl and he plays some sort of song as he stands out the window. How long do you think he stood there with the boombox over his head? Um, as long as it took... Theoretically. I haven't seen it in a while, and, and seeing it now, I thought it was kind of weird that, I mean, he's obviously supposed to be outside her house. Yeah. But it looked like he was at some, like, park. Like at a golf course. There's, like, park benches and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, does she live on the golf course or something? Yes, she lived right there on the golf course, right next to the other girl from the other movie with Dr. McDreamy. What's that one movie? Dr. McDreamy? Yeah. Patrick Dempsey? Yes. What movie? African Anteater Dance movie. Oh, Can't Buy Me Love. Yes. Didn't she kind of live on like a golf course too or something like it? You haven't seen Can't Buy Me Love, have you? I guess I have. You made me see it a few times actually. Oh, no. She doesn't live in a, on a golf course. I remember there being a lot of grass. Well, that's because he was a he, um, mowed, mowed her yard. Right. Wasn't like a golf course. <laughs> Ronald Miller? Yeah. No, it wasn't a golf course. No. Man. <laughs> people can have yards and not live on a golf course. Tell that to Maggie. She does not understand the concept of people having individual yards. Oh, okay. So. That's our dog. I know who our dog is. I know. Let's letting them know. Okay. 
You know who our dog is? Congratulations. You win a prize. So back to the movies we did watch. So what did you think of Say Anything, dot, dot, dot? <laughs> I love that, by the way, he asks me this with his forehead smashed into the palm of his hand like, kill me right now. Kill me, please. Uh, okay, Say Anything. No, don't kill me. Cool. <laughs> say Anything is funny because the first two-thirds of it didn't seem familiar whatsoever, and I enjoyed but it really all clicked for me in the last third. There was something that happened um, right around the time when uh, the investigator told Ione Ska that her dad was most likely guilty of these crimes that he was being accused of, where I went, wait a second, I think I have seen this before. Or maybe not, maybe I've just seen this part before. But this sounds really familiar to me. And then as the rest of the movie played out, I was like, I really do think I've seen this before. Or maybe just this part again. So, I don't know if I, in another life, saw the last third of Say Anything at some point in time. But I think I did. I I very seriously doubt that you did. It sounded so familiar. But you never know. With you, you, you know, fall asleep (laughs) during every single movie you watch and then come back to and... You could have seen just the third of that. I know. You guys, I don't know what it is with me. If we start a movie anytime after like seven or eight, it's like tryptophan. I discovered, though, what helps is if I'm kept semi-busy, like doing something with my hands. I hate to say it, but either eating or if I don't want to eat, you know, constantly drinking something or having my phone nearby where I can kind of play with it. I don't know what it is. It's the only thing that keeps me awake. So Lloyd Dobler, what did you think about the character of Lloyd Dobler? Would you, um, would the Chrissy McQueen of, you know, high school age, would you have been attracted to Lloyd Dobler, the character? Here's the thing. Probably not. What? But, that being said, I was much more shallow in high school. And This is true. I know. And he reminds me very much of you, actually. And I thought of that. I was like, oh, Justin kind of reminds me of this guy in this movie. And Is it because I'm a kickboxer? Yes. No. Okay. No. Just because you, you're, you're confident and optimistic and you know who you are. Hmm. And I thought, it's funny because I actually thought, I was like, hmm, probably wouldn't have gone out with him in high school. But man, I would have been stupid. <laughs> Boy, am I glad I got over that phase and married you. There you go. Happy Valentine's Day. There you go. Would you have pined Yes. Her? I would have loved him. <laughs> we would have made out. You would have made out with Lloyd Dobler? Lloyd Dobler, yeah. Lloyd uh, Dobler. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, you know. Yes? He's a relentlessly optimistic Guy about love. Yeah. And even when I was in high school, I think I was that kind of person. I know you are. Even though I didn't have um, very much success, neither did he, I guess, because he was kind of awkward himself. But I had the the moments of, you know, calling a girl on the phone and telling everyone to shut up so I could try to be kind of suave. What was the craziest thing you you did for a girl in your youth? Like along the lines of the whole infamous radio above the head outside her window thing. Oh, nothing like that. Anything remotely crazy for the sake of this podcast? Um, 
No, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was all awkward, man, pretty much. Like, <laughs> high school, man. I mean, high school is the time to be awkward, and then then college, you you kind of try to step up your your game and your confidence a little bit. Okay, well, but, you but, can but, include but, college in this, but, huh? You can include college in this. No, not so much. Okay, junior high. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we go back and forth. <laughs> yes, I'm just trying to find the right story. Elementary school. <laughs> What'd you do to that second grade girl? Well, in elementary school, if you remember on Valentine's Day, you'd, uh, yeah, you'd have like Valentine cards for everyone in your class. Yeah. And you'd go and like drop it off in their like little uh, paper bag with their name on it. But if you really liked a girl in your class, you would try like to write a little extra something on her Valentine's card like, hey. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> You want to meet for some ice cream after school? Some nutty buddy? I was verbose even as a little kid. I wrote a lot on everyone's card. Really? Yeah. Lame. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um. Yes. <laughs> I assume that you were more, um, were you like, uh, Ioni Sky's character in high school? I wasn't a daddy's girl. So that part, um, we part company that being said although i was uh, an intelligent girl i was not a good student she was a good student actually really cared about her grades about what happened and um wasn't just intelligent she was also very scholastically adept uh i was good at school in junior high i was good at school in elementary school and i was good again in college high school i blew everything off basically so i could do theater so not so much Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, no, 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 no. But did you like her character? Though? Yeah. Oh, no, she was a likable person. She was sympathetic, as we would say. Um, interestingly, though, I felt that it was funny that she kind of blindly backed up her dad when her dad was so obviously such a controlling force in her life. Most teenagers want to rebel from any other, um, you know, outside influence, whether it's parent, a teacher, some other relative or friend who tries to control them. And she almost wanted to be controlled by him and was so disillusioned when um, she found out that it was all kind of for naught and that he was lying to her. Well, he had a nice jukebox. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Nice, but not too nice. One scene in the movie that I really um, emphasized with was the fact that Ioni Sky's character... Um, Worked at her dad's um, senior citizen home, the old folks' home. Yeah. Because as a kid, I used to um, visit uh, the old folks' home quite a bit um, with my mom or my grandmother. And then um, one summer when I was a kid, my mom actually worked as a nurse for a um, a camp for the blind. Really. And we would uh, watch movies. We would, like, bring movies and watch it with them, and I would, like, uh, sometimes explain what was going on during the movies to the, you know, the people that were watching it. So I... Like I, if a narrator or more like a translator? Well, they weren't foreign. They, I, they were blind. They couldn't see the screen. So... So, like, a narrator. Like a narrator. Got not, it. Not, not, not the whole thing, but... So... <laughs> So, the, so that's why I laughed when we were, when we were watching Say Anything. There's the 
the, the portion where John Cusack's character um, goes to the nursing home and puts on um, Cocoon. Oh, yeah. For the whole people. And that's why I laugh because that reminded me of, you know, <laughs> at the at the camp for the blind, like playing like, I forget what we would, like funny movies. Um, anyway. You know, it's funny. I heard you say blind, but something happened in my head. And I thought that for for whatever reason that you either had said deaf or special needs. And I was like. Camp for the deaf? For the deaf? I thought you said deaf. No. Deaf with an F? Yes. Like hard of hearing. Yeah. Or special needs. Uh-huh. And so that's why I asked, did you narrate or like translate? Because I was thinking, never mind. <laughs> I still understand. I'm just going to be quiet now. <laughs> and I was thinking, maybe he knows American Sign Language. I never knew. I used to know some signing. I can still finger spell. That's it. There you go. All right. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Hmm. In your eyes. Come on. No. No. I can't have that one? No. Fine. No. I can't. Wow, you didn't like this movie very much, did you? No, yes, I did. Why not? Why didn't you like it very no, much? No, I said I do, did like it. I said oh. yes, I did. Okay. Um, you know, it's not going to be a popular sort of... Uh, favorite scene or, or anything, but he, my thing is, I really, and I keep lighting on this, I really think, though, that there was more substance to be had in the relationship and also dysfunction between Ione Sky and her father than there was between Ione and uh, John Cusack. Really? I do. I found their relationship less interesting than the one that she was having at home. Huh. Yeah. And it was just more, it was, it was so much more multi-layered, the one with her dad. Multi-layered? Yes. Like lasagna? Or like tiramisu. Okay. So, actually, my favorite scene was probably towards the end when she asked him outright and um, she kind of sensed that maybe he wasn't telling her the whole truth and then she was like, don't lie to me. And he looked her straight in the eyes and in the most fatherly, teddy bear from Toy Story 3 sort of way told her, you know, that she was absolutely wrong and that he wasn't lying to her, but she knew he was. And it was heartbreaking. And But it was very poignant and well done. So that was my favorite. I do think the acting from, obviously, Cusack and Ione and then John Mahoney as the dad. Yeah. He was really good. He was really good. He was really good. He stole the show from the kids. He stole the show from the kids? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Well, did you notice... Um, a common thing in Cameron Crowe films, which this is a, this was Cameron Crowe's first film written mm-hmm. directed by him. Yeah. Um, John Mahoney's character had a singing in the car scene. Yes. You're right. You know, Cameron Crowe is a good director. I, let's be honest. I haven't seen Almost Famous. What? Yeah, I know. Wait so a second. It's the one I haven't seen. I thought you told me you'd seen that. No, I just know that Kate Hudson's in it. She's got really curly hair. She wears sunglasses, and then there's like a tour bus. That's like the only good movie that she's ever been in. No. Yes. Wait. Yes. No. No, she's been in a couple of things. No, she hasn't. You can go look. That's pretty much it. It was. It was. She started there, and it was all downhill from there. No, I mean certainly not that one she did with Anne Hathaway wedding thing. That one sucked. But no, every single movie she's ever done after Almost Famous. For real? Yes. 
People weigh in on this. Was Kate Hudson good in anything else other than Almost Famous? No. Okay. I mean, she's she's in those crappy movies with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Those were crappy. Like she's she's lost her way. No, she did something though. No, that I'll was it. I'll think about it. So, what was your favorite scene? What was my favorite scene? Yeah. Um, I kind of like the uh, the whole uh, high school party, last high school party scene where they go and um, Lloyd Dobler is um, (laughs) given the the role of the key master which is um, the person of responsibility is also often given that role right and um, his friend uh, Lily Taylor throughout the party is playing her Joe songs on her guitar like Joe lies Joe lies that song She was a cool side character, by I the way. I love her. I don't know why she's... She, like, she should be in more movies, man. Like, why isn't she in more movies? She's she great. She was in High Fidelity. She was in High Fidelity. That's true. It was another teaming up. Yes. Teaming up. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, because we had John and Joan. Did you ever go to a high school party where there was a key master or a uh, guy in a chicken suit? No. I've never even heard of a key master until this movie. Really? Really. Sorry. What is a key master? He, um, he's the person that you give your keys to when you get to a party. And then when it's time to leave, you have to prove to him or her that you are able to drive or he doesn't get, give you your keys. Here's the thing. Perhaps I'm, it was just due to my own experience, but I went to a high school where we were all really, really close. And also it was a small school. I mean, I'm talking like maybe 800 students total i want to say my graduating class had like 120 kids in it so when we went out it was always in groups of like 10 15 so you never went to big parties when you were in high school we just didn't we didn't have them we like i said small school small town simi valley oh we and we all know each other no i'm not at all upset don't don't cry for me argentina i was happy but yeah so we were just all close enough that that was unnecessary it's like, hey, if you drink, you're going to stay. And it was understood. That's all. It's like any party you go to now. Like when you go out and hang out with your friends now, that's exactly what it was like for me in high school. There you go. Yep, yep. So yeah, Keymaster, outside my realm of understanding. Sorry about that. So what do you give this movie on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I'd probably give it like an 8 or 9. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I give it a solid 7.5. That's pretty much close to what I get. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a tough grader. And halvesies are important. Okay, I agree. Yes. <laughs> so let's move on to high fidelity. Let's move on to high fidelity. I feel like I'll be a little more interesting on this for those of you who haven't fallen asleep by now listening to this podcast because I um, enjoyed it more. I laughed a lot more, certainly. Well, it's more of a comedy. Yes, <laughs> this is true. And honestly, I feel like that's John Cusack's strength. Not that he wasn't good in Say Anything. He was. But in everything I've ever seen him in, I seem to enjoy him more when his character has um, a good sense of humor. Well, it it was the flip side of the coin. While while he was like the uh, optimistic, you know, lover guy in the first one, in this one, he's very cynical and, you know, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. 
he is kind of a dick. He's, I, I think I turned to him at one point and I said, he is not a very sympathetic protagonist. Yeah. I mean, when you find out that one of the, not one of the reasons, but, you know, uh, several of the main reasons why he and his girlfriend broke up was because, A, he cheated on her, B, while she was pregnant, and C, that whole thing caused her to have an abortion because she was so distraught that her boyfriend had cheated on her while she was carrying a baby. Yeah, that was unnecessary. That oh. Debbie downer the whole entire film. So bad. So bad. And I, I won't say that it was unnecessary or that it necessarily Debbie downer the whole film. However, I will say there's no coming back from that. Like After that, I don't care what he did. I don't care if he won $10 million and donated it all to charity and then spent two years with Angelina in Africa helping out starving children. Like, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> Bless you. Thank well, you. I'm not going to spoiler warning the whole movie now, but obviously you're wrong because he did come back from that. I know. And that was the only off-putting thing about the movie because, like, he did come back from that. And I was kind of like, Really? She let him back after that? So you're saying if Rob Gordon was behind door number one. Which is John Cusack's character in High Fidelity, yes. Lloyd Dobler's behind door number two. Yeah. You would pick Rob Gordon? No, I would pick his character from Serendipity. Oh, that's not a choice. He's not behind one of those doors. Can I pick Dimitri from Anastasia? (laughs) God. Please. Dimitri was hot. Oh my gosh. He might have been a cartoon, but he was hot. Hot cartoon. Alright, well don't play along. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, well, because I, I don't think I would really pick either. I mean, obviously I would pick the um, Say Anything character because he reminds me more of you than his High Fidelity character does. I think I would want to be friends, though, with his High Fidelity character more than his Say Anything character. Although I did emphasize with him in the way of, I mean, he, he, he owned and worked in a record store. Right. And, you know, when I was young, I didn't own it, but I worked in a video store. Yes. And that was fun times. Right. And he, he's a music snob and you're kind of a movie snob. Actually, I'm not a movie snob. If you think about it. No, you're really not a movie snob. That's not fair. You're right. I was wrong. Sorry about that. I just like, you know. Talking about movies and sharing mo- like, movies to other people. You're like the Encyclopedia Brown of movies. The Encyclopedia Brown? Yes. Am I like busting some cases or something? <laughs> you could. Got like it's a magnifying glass on the movies? <laughs> Maybe you're like the Nancy Drew of movies. How am I the Nancy <laughs> Drew of movies? I don't know. I feel like I could give you some sort of thing and be like, all right, here's movie number one. Say anything. Here's movie number two, High Fidelity. Uh-huh. Draw a line between these two movies, not using John Cusack. Go! Boop, boop. John Cusack! Boop, 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 boop. Not using a Cusack <laughs> of any sort. <laughs> Go! And I feel like if you wanted to, you could, in you know, a minute, come up with you know parallels either between a character's plot storyline or what have you in order to make your point work. So yes, Encyclopedia Brown of movies. So as a whole, what did you think about High Fidelity as a film? It was good. I, I'm i a fan of movies in general that break the fourth wall. Um, 
I was a, a fan of the unfortunate uh, bomb Alfie with Jude Law. And I think that a big portion or a big reason why I was uh, a fan of it was because he broke the fourth wall and uh, talked to the audience for a lot of it and narrated his own plot in a way and and his own foibles, much the way that um, John Cusack did in Fidelity. Yes. You're just nodding at me. Why are you just nodding at me? I agree. Although I did not like Alfie as much as you did. I, again, I think I liked it because of that. And, and I'm, this is kind of an epiphany I'm having as as we talk about it. I don't I don't think I ever knew why I liked it until just now. You liked it because you found Jude Law sexy in it. I might have. <laughs> I just Nancy drew that one. <laughs> I know. See? Nancy Drew movie. Look at my magnifying glass. I just found it out. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's a part of it, too. Especially in the pool hall scene. Hello, hot Although, I never really understood the whole, um, let's drudge up the past and contact every single person that ever had I ever had romantic contact with so I can see what it all means. They kept saying that throughout this movie. So let's see what it all means. Well, admittedly, that's a chick thing to do. They kind of gave him a chick trait and said, go for it, man. But wasn't Lisa Bonet's character says, or is it? No, it's Catherine Zeta Jones's character that says, "Are you doing that thing that all guys do?" And I was like, "Contacting their do exes all to guys see what do it means? this? No." Um, I can I can only speak from my own personal experience. So far, I haven't had a barrage of exes being like, "So let's discuss what went wrong in our past relationship and what does it all mean." However, I have had exes who want to or do try to keep in contact with me because they're trying to be like my friend now, but that's different. Well, that's the thing. High Fidelity came out before Facebook. And oh, yeah. Since that, it's become much, much easier to see what it all means, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> you just poke at every person you've ever poked. I don't much. know what Rob would have done in... Um, if this movie would have taken place now as opposed to uh, 10 years ago. It would have been the shortest movie ever. No, it, no, it would have been. Like, he just would have been... He would have there's spent, her. There's her. Send her a message. Poke her. He would have spent like a, a very good portion of the movie obsessed with Facebook and like, why can't I get at Charlie's newsfeed? Why does she have it blocked? I can only see her info and that she's you know single and lives in this town and I can see... Her default photo. I can't write on her wall. I can't see her wall. Should I add her as a friend? No. He would have had a whole crisis over it. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Can you even imagine? No. Let's talk about Jack Black. What about Jack Black? First of all, just, you know, from an aesthetic uh, point of view, when he first went on uh, screen, I was like, is that Jack Black? And then when I realized when he spoke, it was, I thought, wow, Jack Black has lost a lot of weight since this movie. I mean, he's not like a skinny guy, but he lost a lot of weight. I mean, he wasn't. He was much bigger. He wasn't obese in this movie. No, but he was much bigger. I'm complimenting him. I'm saying he lost a he's lot always, of weight. He's always been a little bit rotund. Yeah. But I do know this. You? I think this was the one of the first movies where I was like, man, he is really good. This movie, and then it was uh, School of Rock. Right. Came out, I think, after this. Cool. And I was, definitely came out. And I was like, I was like, the sky's the limit for this guy. Jack Black, you know, there you go. And then it was like, boom. No, he did the holiday. Boom. 
But Holiday was a cute, good movie. No. It's another Jude Law movie. No. <laughs> but yeah, in this movie, he was really, really good. Well, you said that you were like, this is one of the first that I thought he was really good at. What did he do before this? Wasn't this his big break? Um, well, he was in a movie before oh, this. Oh, no, Encyclopedia Brown. What was he in? Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> yes. Um, he was in a movie before this. I think he's in a couple movies before this, but one that I really know. He was in this movie called Airborne. You ever heard of Airborne? <laughs> no, but I need to take one. Wow, you're sneezing all over the place. You need to take an Airborne. There's this movie called Airborne, <laughs> which is all about um, rollerblading. <laughs> what? It was about this kid who moved from L.A. to Cincinnati to live with his um, aunt and uncle, and he liked to rollerblade. Like, roller skate, roller blade. Yeah, I know what rollerblading means. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what? I know what rollerblading means. It's cool. You don't have to explain to me, well, like, you, roller skating, rollerblading. You have a look of, like, extreme, like... I'm trying to place the movie in my head. You've definitely never seen it. Okay. I was. I don't know why. Also, I was thinking of the movie Half-Baked. He was not in Half-Baked. No, he was not in Half-Baked. Anyway. Yes. Airborne. Go. I'm not, that's it. Oh, all right. Was he in anything else? Um, before that? Yeah. Not anything of like huge interest. Like I said, it was pretty much High Fidelity and School of Rock. Those are the two best movies he's ever been in. And then Along Came Polly. He wasn't in Along Came Polly. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he in a movie with Jennifer Aniston? Was he? I don't know. He did Shallow Howl with a Faltro. I try to steer away from Jennifer Aniston movies. It's always like, she always plays one of three characters, basically. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston, or Jennifer Aniston. There are shades of Jennifer Aniston, okay? There are three of them. (laughs) In one of them, she's kind of somewhat acerbic. In the other one, she's like the fledgling female. And then in the other one, she's like, supposed to be like a wallflower, even though she doesn't look anything like a wallflower. And, you know, then she gets brought out of her wallflower shell. Let's go back to John Cusack. Let's do that. In this movie, there's a lot of top fives in this movie. Yes, there are. It's his thing. Top five. Top five, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Top five songs about death. Top five songs about, you know. Love. Love. Yes. What Uh-oh. are the top five John Cusack movies for you? Anastasia. Okay, that's one. Um, Serendipity. Okay, two. Um... The one with the hotel room? Would one of these be in there? 1408 is the hotel room. Yeah, 1408 was pretty good. Um, That's three. Was he in the one with Amanda Peet where it rained a lot and they went to the motel? That's something we haven't talked about is that he's... I think every movie he's ever been in, he's been in the rain. Yeah. Oh gosh, he really likes the rain. Dude needs to invest in an umbrella. But he wasn't that. Something. I'm not crazy, right? He's what? been in that one. Which one? That one with Amanda Pete in the rain in the motel. The rain in the. Why mo- can't I remember names of movies tonight? I don't know what's wrong with me. 2012. No. That was a little bit more than rain. Yeah, it was a lot of rain. Uh, maybe he wasn't in it, but in in my head, for some reason, I felt like he was. It was a movie where um, they all get stuck and they have to stay at this motel. Come on. Identity? Yeah. Oh, you like that one? He was pretty good. About the guy that had that was like schizophrenic or whatever? 
It was yeah. on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So neither of these movies would have been in your top that five? That was only three. Maybe four. That was four. Well, I get, I feel like there are other movies he's been in that I'm forgetting, and, I, and I'm and i going to be like, oh, why didn't I say that one? I really like that movie. Can you name me a few? Um, My favorites. He was in 16 Candles yeah. in a small role. I love that. Yeah. The Sure Thing. Okay. You haven't seen that? Nope. Better Off Dead? Nope. you never seen Better Off Dead. Journey of Nat again. Sta- huh? Stand By Me. What? One Crazy Summer. Huh? Tape Heads. Who? Eight Men Out. Nine Men Out? Grifters. Drifters? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what you're saying is your top five John Cusack movies are pretty much the, the only movies of John Cusacks that you've ever seen. Honestly. What else? Oh, man. Well. No, come on. What else? Seriously. One of these days I'm going to make you watch Being John Malkovich. Okay. Which is a fantastic movie. You got it, dude. He was in Con Air. No. <laughs> you haven't seen Never mind. No. <laughs> this is... Come on. It's ridiculous. This is... You, if anyone's ever listened to this podcast, this is why I don't like talk about a lot of old, like other movies other than the ones we're, we, we're speaking about. It's because Chrissy hasn't seen a lot of movies. So if I make references to other movies... That's not America's Sweethearts. <laughs> it was very good. I hope to God that's not in your top five. No, it's definitely not. Anyway, back to John Cusack and just, he's always been in the rain. The guy needs an umbrella. Heart, don't fail me now. Courage, don't desert me. Don't turn back now that we're here. What? What are you singing? Anastasia. You love that movie. I love that movie. You're like a... Like an Anastasia. Are you eight years old? Maybe. So what was your favorite... Oh, before we get to the favorite scene... Okay. Let me tell you why I don't like High Fidelity as much as Say Anything. Okay. One of the main reasons. You tell me. Say Anything, as a kid, I had a huge crush on Ione Sky. I think she was a major, major hottie. She was hot. I'm not going to lie. High Fidelity? Yeah. The the main actress... The Swedish girl? Did not on. like her at all. Or she wasn't very attractive. At all. But she also, well, let me put it this way. She's not traditionally um, attractive or beautiful. It wasn't even about how she looked. She she had like like a 90s look that they, that kind of like Swedish blonde chick was hot in the 90s. But there were several times where where her line delivery was really off-putting and weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her voice was starting to get really deep like this. I think she took like ESL. (laughs) (laughs) What? ESL? English as a second language. It's what you take in school if you aren't a native English speaker. But if you're a director and your actress gives, you know, what is supposed to be an important line in the film, but, like, halfway during it, she turns into, like, a dude. (laughs) Make her do the line over. You would think. Anyway. Yeah. She kind of ruined... Who knows how hard it was, though, throughout the entire movie. Who knows if the director was just burnt out, like he had already done for two-thirds of the movie. He'd been like, okay. No, I mean, Stephen Frears, who directed the movie, he's a good director. What happened? Like, was he just asleep at the will when she was doing her lines? What's going on? Or, like I said, he just got burnt out on it because he already had to do it for most of the movie. See, well, I think you... They should have gone back to Oni Sky and be like, hey, Oni Sky, you need to play this role, too. You want to team up with John again? Yeah, I mean... John, and Joan? John. <laughs> and your friend from the other movie? Your friend from the other movie? Yeah, with the guitar. Oh, yeah, Lily Taylor. Yeah. 
Poor Ione Sky. She was probably like sitting at home and like, well, my friends are getting back together for this big, oh, and they're not going to call me. It is kind of sad. I would be sad if all my theater friends got together and did a show without me. But all these other people, like, uh, like I said, Lisa Bonet was in it. Sarah Gilbert made a appearance. Sarah Gilbert from, um, what's her face? Roseanne. Yeah, she was in it. She was in it. She looks exactly the same. And one of your, um, one of the actors from one of your favorite movies, Jerry Maguire, Todd Luiso was in it. Oh my God. So Tom Luiso gets on, or Todd, I should say, gets on the screen and I'm like, oh, why is he so familiar? Why? I know him. I turned into the Swedish actress just then. And I asked you, I was like, Where, what has he been in? I know this guy. And you were like, uh, he's Todd Luiso. He's been in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then I made you look it up and, you know, Jerry Maguire. It all makes sense now. But he was great. He kind of also plays the same character, I think, over, um, maybe not over and over again, because I haven't seen a ton of stuff with him, but at least in those two movies, kind of the same. A little bumbling, really into obscure music. Like him. Although in this one, he was not an au pair. One thing that I really liked about watching the movie High Fidelity with you is that scene where they're in the record store and Rob Gordon's character says, I'm now going to sell five of the three LPs by the beta band. <laughs> he starts playing that song and like everybody starts like Not vibing in the store. Yeah. And you go, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh because... Obviously, you had, weren't listening to the movie because he just said the beta band. Like, well, he might have mumbled it. <laughs> he might have been like, well, now I can burn the beta band. You should have been paying attention like Nancy Drew. I'm sorry. I'm not Encyclopedia Brown. I'm like, ADV girl, flying through the air until she sees something shiny. Who girl? ADD girl. Oh. See? Might have mumbled that. Why weren't you listening? You mumbled that. See? I didn't understand. You should have listened. So what was your favorite um, scene in the movie? Oh, man. You know, I I always should prepare for this question. And sometimes, like this time, I drop the ball and I don't. Um, I think... No, that's not it. Oh, maybe when... Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. When he's in the store and Ian... The new boyfriend or pseudo boyfriend of his ex girlfriend. Played by Tim Robbins. Yes. Comes in the store to, like, in a very hippie yoga way, be like, yeah, man, you should probably leave her alone. Like, let her live her life. And, you know, don't step on the doorstep at first thing in the morning anymore because it's kind of weird. And. Yeah, don't step on the doorstep first thing in the morning because that's weird. Shut up, Dustin. And. He has, like, three distinct possibilities that are acted out about how this scene ends. It's almost like choose your own adventure. Except the first time, you don't know that it's not really happening. So when, like, he accosts him and goes crazy, you're like, wow, he actually, like, went crazy on this guy. And then you realize that that didn't happen. But then, like, two or three other possibilities happened. And I thought that sequence was great. That was wonderful. Were you wishing that they had actually dropped the air conditioner on his head? No, the last one was a little extreme. The last <laughs> scenario where they, like, killed him was probably a little too much. But it was funny to... Because at that point you knew did, that one didn't actually happen because none of them had. It's a funny thing. I, I remember exactly when this movie came out because when I was in college, I worked on um, my college newspaper 
on the arts and entertainment desk. Right. And the main reason I did work there on that desk was because I got to see free movies. That's awesome. That's pretty much the only reason. It was, yeah. Isn't that buying your journalistic integrity? No, not really. Anyway, when this came out, they had um, a uh, like a college roundtable. It wasn't even a roundtable. It was like via phone. Where a panel? No, you're like on the phone. Like I was on the phone with a bunch of um, writers from a bunch of different college newspapers. Yeah. And each of us got to ask John Cusack a question. Oh my god! And that's awesome. No, it's not. Because that's the first thing, that's the first time that I'd ever like got to um, talk to a person like an actor like that. Yeah, and I totally blew it. What'd you do? I totally blew. I can't even remember the, the question I asked, but it was one of those things where you know you start talking and mid sentence you're like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life," <laughs> <laughs> and so mid sentence you try to like. Make up, like, try to... Backtrack. Backtrack and say, say something that actually makes sense. Right. <clears throat> but it turned up being like... Word vomit, word vomit, word vomit. And I just remember John Cusack, like, pausing and being... I'm sure he was like, what the hell is this kid saying? But he actually, like, tried to answer it. Oh, poor John Cusack. Poor Justin. I know. Such totally. an ill-informed young journalist. Well, it was... Totally impersonal to have that thing going on on the phone. You should have just pretended you were talking to one of my favorite Majin kids who is the spitting image of John Cusack. It's it's almost creepy, but in a good, fun way. Like, But his mom and I have talked, Jacqueline and I have like talked about it quite a bit. Does he look like a man in his 40s? I will show you a picture after this podcast. Oh, I can't. Well, I, some, I can't on my phone. Does he look like me? No. Why did you say I look like John Cusack? You did not in... Not in um, Why do people Kelly. say that? You've gotten that before, I assume? I, I find it... Uh, Why do people say I look like Katy Perry? I don't look like Katy Perry. I find it uncomfortable when people say that, like, I or anyone looks like celebrities. Because, like, what do you say when people say things like that? Oh, thank you. Thanks? Yeah. Or, oh, you think so, really? Just kind of like that. Because usually I don't agree with them. You know? Who do you think you look like then? I don't. I don't look like me, man. I look like me. The only time it's like Sesame Street. I love it. It's like the 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 Hollywood bum, the Ben Affleck thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, here you bear a slight resemblance <laughs> to Ben Affleck. Affleck. You Ben Affleck, and you bear a slight resemblance to John Cusack. I think you also bear a slight resemblance to somebody. Oh, Michael Bublé. <laughs> oh God. And if for different reasons for each of them, those three men don't really look alike. But if you combine some of the features from all three of them, we might have a slight composite of you. Gosh, like formed together like Voltron. <laughs> hey, Katy Perry and Jenny McCarthy look nothing alike, yet I get both of them. And I get Reese Witherspoon all the time. They look nothing alike, but I get all three of them. Sometimes I just want people to like walk up to me and say, hey, you know who you look like? Who? Yourself. Justin, you know who you look like? Yourself. Your brother, Rob. (laughs) Because you're related. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. If you have a brother or sister, like, honestly, if you're going to look like anyone, that's who you're going to look like, your brother or your sister. Um, I am an only child, so I look like no one except for my mom. You look like your mom and dad. I look like my mom. Hopefully, I don't look like my dad. Yeah. That would be a little creepy. Let's hope not. Man. 
Yes. Are you talking to me? Man. Yeah, man. Okay. Cool. This has been the most boring podcast of all time. It is. I'm so sorry. You know what? We really need to get the internet back. We I think, do. I think that's our mojo. Yeah, it is our mojo. Having an internet connection. If we can get an internet connection and then like some good movies could actually come out at the theater that we could go watch. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Do you know what else helps our mojo? What? Me not sneezing and having a runny nose for the whole effing podcast. Yeah, you're like covered with snot. I know. I'm it's, so, like, it's like it's all over disgusting. your face. It's like Alien. It, it is like Alien. I know. It's like you're in Lady Gaga's... Uh, space egg. And you know what kills me is that there's no like tissues. There are no tissues around here. So I've been using my freaking sleeve, which is disgusting, by the way. I hate it. And yet, every time I've thought about possibly hitting pause on the computer so I could run up and go get some tissues, I'm like, well, we're probably almost done, so there's no point now. You know who you look like? Who? Katy Perry, if she was covered in snot. <laughs> oh, no. Reese Witherspoon, if she was covered in snot. <laughs> Thanks. Don't you love it? <laughs> no, I don't. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that but you just now. That's it. What? No, you wipe your nose into your hair. I've never seen that. No? Nope. You're the first. Don't copy me. Congratulations. Trademark. Oh, dear. If anybody has any suggestions for movies that are out in the theaters that you would like us to see for... For either next week or uh, in the I, near future. I actually think there's some good movies coming out sometime soon. Good. I mean, I know we almost went to see the, the Bieber movie this weekend. Oh, dear. I'm glad weekend, that didn't happen. But we, I don't know if I could drop $30 plus to see a Bieber movie. I could not. And I'm glad we didn't. Not I was to talk, to go not to talk bad about the kid. I wish him well and success and all that jazz. Yeah. But No, I agree. But, like, never say never. I'm like, you're 16. Like... <laughs> When did you? When I'll, were you told never? Although I do like the previews for the movie when he does say that. Never say never. Like when did you say never say? When did somebody tell you it's never going to happen? Two years ago. <laughs> let's let's go. All, let's go all the way back to two thousand seven. Oh, they said yeah. The Grammys. He was like, let's go all the way back to two thousand seven. I was like, yeah, let's. The year before I got engaged, and by the way, we're still kind of like newlyweds. Like I'm, I don't understand what happened. And then again... Never say never. Shut up, Justin Bieber. But then again, I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm just an old woman because 2007 was actually four years ago. That's an entire high school term or college term. Like, it actually kind of was a long time ago. Mark our words. The next Justin Bieber? Yeah. It's going to be my sister. We're gonna, she's going to rock it to superstardom. We're going to kind of hope that she's like the next Carrie Underwood or something instead of the next Justin Bieber. Honestly. I don't, I don't know. Justin Bieber, his, his pockets are kind of lined right now. So are the Backstreet Boys, and now they're on tour with New Kids on the Block. <laughs> don't go. I'm just, I'm just saying. We've really gone down. <laughs> Although, a Backstreet Boys in KOTB team up for the concert tour. And KOTB BSB. It's kind of, I mean... Or maybe not two Bs in the middle, just N-K-O-T-B-S-B. Somebody's going to throw their back out. That's all I'm going to say. You know, even when the Backstreet Boys were like the Backstreet Boys in all their glory, wasn't Kevin already like 40? Like back then? It's like 50 now. I know. He's got grandkids. No. Backstreet dudes. He does not. Seriously? 
Or did you just make that up? Like I followed the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite new kid? Is it Donnie? Hi. Is it is it is it Joey? Who's your favorite new kid? I don't kid? know. I don't have a favorite new kid. Please don't go. New kids were slightly before my time. Didn't I blow your mind? Slightly before my time. I think uh, New Kids was one of the first concerts I went to when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. It's so funny. My dad took me. Well, it's amazing how when you're a kid, you know, three or four years can actually make a big difference if we were just kind of discussing. So, uh, New Kids on the Block was ever so slightly before my generation. Like, your generation got it. In, we're only a few years apart. But... You, were, you were in sync. No, I was more, I was, yeah, I had a lot of friends who were really in sync, but I was more into Backstreet myself. Yeah. Whatever. As I got older, I graduated from Backstreet to NSYNC. I realized. <laughs> I was like, nope, NSYNC, they're better. Yeah. Justin Timberlake is pretty hot. Just another shade of vanilla, pretty much? Well, at first I never understood why everybody was so into Justin Timberlake. I'm like, ah, he's whiny and he's got a big, like, it's not a Jufro, but it's like a Brillo pad on his head. And I never understood why everybody was so into him. And then when he went solo with the Justified album, I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. I like him a lot. Backstreet Who. Howie D Who. Nick Carter Who got fat and old. How much money would you pay for a ticket to the Backstreet Boys NKOTB tour? 30 You would pay $30 for a ticket? I would. I think they're going to put on a good show. I will not pay $30 for a ticket. <laughs> All right, girls. They have to pay me, me? pay me $30. All right, then. Note to self, I'll take back your Valentine's Day present. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, I didn't pay for that, so I'll take it. How do you know why I didn't pay for it out of our joint account? Depends on what venue they're playing. Staples? There's no way they're going to fill Staples. I bet you they will. Are you serious? We'll look it up. A lot of old women going to be going to see that. For reference, by the way, if it sounds like we just entered a wind tunnel, we didn't, but our heater came on, so... There you go. I felt like I had to tell tell everybody because they were like, "Are they driving? Is it a wind tunnel now?" We should do a driving podcast one day. Because that wouldn't be distracting and irresponsible. <laughs> but okay, sounds good. All right, man. This is it. We gotta go now. Ugh. If you feel I'm... like writing us hate mail, feel free. You can do it in 149 characters or less on Twitter at Justin Winters or at Chris K-R-I-S Winters. 149? What Twitter are you using? Is it 149? That was 140. Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't count. 140. We'll miss the end of it, I guess. No, it's the snot. It has messed up my brain. It's like plugged my brain. There's no, there's nothing sexier than uh, a woman's face covered with snot. On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's so, Day. And I sound really good, too. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. Well, next week, I promise greatness. We'll be so much more interesting. We're going to be on fire. I'm going to go to the movies. I don't care what movie it is. I, I need to get back into a theater, so. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crappy movies, man. January, February, not, not good for film. That's so. what happens. Yeah. But. But there you go. I'm going, so. All right. Peace out, homies. Tell me if you want to go to the Backstreet New Kids on the Block tour with me. I told you I'll go, but I'm not going to pay $30. <laughs> There's only so far I'll go. I have a feeling they sell for like 60 by the way. It's probably a boot point. What in the world are people smoking these days? I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. All right. 
Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>